When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Formula for Success with me, two-time Monaco Grand Prix winner, David Coulthard. I had to get that in early. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Typical, <laughs> typical, typical, typical. And of course, Eddie Jordan. How are you? Uh, I'm good, but I hate what you're going to say next. Well, stop reading my script. It says here in front you're of me. slagging me off already. Let the audience judge whether this is a slagging or not. It is. Well, look, the facts don't tell a lie, unlike an Irishman when he tells I'm a story. I'm going to go back into the archives and f- see what kind of crap that you got yourself into. May I finish my lines before okay. you start? Okay. It says here that Jordan Grand Prix had 18 retirements in 15 years at the Monaco Grand Prix. World record, I reckon that is. Yeah, you were quite unlucky here, weren't you? No, I just uh, never put enough fuel in the car, I think, or else, I don't know. I just never felt... Monaco, the casinos and all that, I just never thought the tables would turn in my direction. But I remember a few a few episodes ago, you, you were saying that, you know, everything's like a gamble. You know, whatever you invest in, it's like gambling, going to casinos, gambling. I would have thought this was perfect for Jordan. Well, you could say that, but I don't know whatever happened. It just possibly didn't rain enough here for me. Yeah, yeah you're I always... needed rain or something unforeseen to just come to my aid. And they were the things that got me over the line first, David. Yes. You like to think the only reason I got over the line first is because you wiped somebody out in my favour. Uh, it's not actually always the case. It wasn't always the case, but it was mainly the case. No, it's not mainly the case. You're living in a fantasy world. Okay. Well, I love the fantasy world I live in, but that's another story. Right. It's a special episode uh, this week because we're going to be speaking with none other than His Serene Highness, Prince Albert II. Um, well, can you believe it? Actual royalty well, joining us. Well, I failed to think of them as royalty because David I think we're kind of lucky enough to be in a world where sport or whatever it is we've already said on a previous program how lucky we are and sometimes we have to pinch ourselves and I think this exactly uh, pitifies in terms of uh, what the situation is with the prince uh, because we're lucky enough I believe to be able to call him our friend and um, we share a lot of things and uh, programs and hospitality and charity shows and various things together. I think he is an absolutely outstanding man. I kind of doorstopped him at the um, the cock ride uh, a couple of weeks ago and asked him, would he consider doing this? And he asked, could he see or hear one of the programs? And he heard your dulcet tones and he immediately said, yes, he didn't say anything about my tones, but he did, uh, he did like quite fancy yours. Well, well done, Eddie. Um, you have, uh, you've definitely spent many a good night with uh, with our fine prince. Uh, not an easy job, 
you know, oh. when you look at the amount of appearances he has to do over Grand Prix weekends and, 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 you know, he really is incredibly giving with his time. Well, he is the most approachable person. I'm not just saying under normal circumstances, he is completely approachable uh, as a, a crown prince and the job he has to do. Remember, he has his subjects to look after. He's got his businesses. I think he's tell, told us that he's got about 400 businesses or whatever to look after. It's just incredible what he goes through. Every time I look around to see one of the sort of cavalcades or one of the police guys on motorbikes, I always assume that it's him rushing to one function and rushing then to another. I think he's remarkable and for him to give up his time I'm here at a Grand Prix weekend. Honestly, I don't think you can get better than that. Well, you know, I don't like to give you credit too often, but well done, EJ, in securing don't say that, our no. audience. I think it's you. He he, he wanted to know were you part of the no, program. No, it was you. Ah. It was me? Oh, it was you. Okay. It was you. Uh, self-appreciation over. Um, I look forward to seeing you on your best behavior. And normally we hear one of your celebrity stories, but I believe you're going to tell us a little story that involves the prince when we actually... Uh, in his presence so uh, without any further ado I think we should take a quick break and when you hear us next we'll be up at the palace right well EJ we're here in the beautiful surroundings of the palace in Monte Carlo and it is I think undoubtedly the jewel in the crown of the Formula One season and talking of crowns we are going to be joined by actual royalty and we're very very privilege to have His Serene Highness, Prince Albert II of Monaco, here, here. has just entered the room. How are you, sir? I'm fine, thank you. Welcome, gentlemen. It's a pleasure to have you. Pleasure to see you. We're a couple um, of pirates here. You know that anyway. <laughs> but uh, uh, Welcomed pirates. Oh. <laughs> well, actually, you mentioned pirates. I, I make fun of Eddie because he, he very often goes, ah, like this, and he sounds like <laughs> Captain, <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow when he, when he does that. He and, created it. And, and, and I should maybe mention to our listeners at the very top of this, uh, we, we, of course, uh, Monsignor, have tremendous respect uh, for you and your, your, your title, but we're very privileged to have lived here in Monte Carlo for, for many years and, and having had the time to spend many an event with you and many social times. So I think it's fair to say, uh, and if I'm not overstepping the mark, we're, we're friends having this conversation yes, rather I than yourself a prince me i'm a mere a mere commoner am <laughs> no, i fair to say absolutely which and, and uh, it's wonderful to have this uh, friendly conversation here in this uh, family uh, lounge here in here in the palace and and uh, it's a great occasion to uh, to have this dialogue and this uh, wonderful discussion. And I hope Eddie's going to be on form because... Uh... I'm, I'm promised, David, <laughs> that I would behave. So okay. you may see a different side to me today. Okay. Yeah, best behavior, please. Well, <laughs> I, I think also then, if we, if we just strip away uh, the formality of this beautiful mm -hmm. palace setting, mm -hmm. I actually see us very much as a three sports people altogether because yourself, sir, have so. been a great <laughs> Olympian. Uh, many, many, uh, many Olympic five Winter Olympic games. So one yes. of the you must be one of the most Olympic uh, Olympians <laughs> yeah. ever. Funnily enough, there are uh, quite a number of people with five, quite a few with six Olympics, and then it uh, dwindles down to seven, eight. I think the most is uh, ten that, that I've seen. Ten, a couple of sailors and and. Uh, a Japanese uh, athlete in equestrian sports, and so uh, that's that's a pretty remarkable feat. But uh, so I'll, I'll never get there because uh, I 
stopped after five. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed with five. Don't you worry. I'm very impressed. Well, I should maybe then just remind our listeners that uh, yourself uh, as an Olympian, having competed mm-hmm. there in the Winter Olympics, uh, yep. representing Monaco with bobsleigh, mm-hmm. Eddie, you're a former racing driver uh, turned team owner of the Jordan Formula mm-hmm. One team. And uh, well, look, in the purposes of this conversation, I'm just merely a two-time winner of Monte Carlo. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's uh, something to be proud of. Did you ever I mean, win here? I, I don't think so. I, no, I, I checked always, the records. <laughs> he always claims that I inherited them. Uh, and Ron Dennis said, at least you won one on merit. So um, I have won more than one, let me tell you. But DC always plays it down because he always tries to tell me that um, he gave me two Grand Prix because he caused a crash that actually made us win the race. I, I meant uh, how many wins as a driver, not as a Oh, team. no. I, I came here in 1979 mm-hmm. as a driver. Mm-hmm. Um, Formula 3 and that's the f- some total of my expertise <laughs> are going around the road I didn't know that you, you raced here in Formula 3 did you finish Shame or did on you, you have you out? not done your research well I wasn't <laughs> around at that time no was... well that's it let's move on because this is not important to our listeners and I'm certainly not important I'm sure we can find some footage here. somewhere <laughs> it would be black and white though <laughs> so so, three amigos were sitting here. When do I go to tell my little stories? Well, actually, uh, Monsignor, uh, Eddie, as you know, is a, a great storyteller, yeah. as the Irish are, and you have Irish heritage, Absolute. and you're very proud of that heritage. And I, I believe I you, you have uh, your, is it in Ireland or in America, you have your mother's original house? No, no, in Ireland. In uh, Ireland. It, it, well, my mother bought the house uh, that used to belong to her great-grandfather. So in, in County Mayo, just outside of Newport, well, between Newport and Westport. Westport. So I just went to, uh, to Newport uh, to unveil a statue in her honor. This was uh, last March. And uh, it was on St. Patrick's Day weekend. And it was a wonderful occasion. And I was able to reconnect with some distant cousins there. And uh, in fact, two of the younger generations of those cousins are going to come to uh, visit Monaco again very soon. So, If I may (laughs) add just a little piece, because the connection with Ireland is is very strong. And uh, I think what Monsignor maybe didn't necessarily add to that uh, part when he visited Ireland, but I think he went for a very nice weekend with Mr. Flatley, who's well known. And um, and it just so happened to coincide with Ireland winning the Grand Slam and the rugby, and you were there as well. I was there as well. This was a whole weekend of... uh, Wonderful festivities and and a bit of great uh, great time with uh, with our friend Michael Flatley. Sure, uh, from Riverdance, his, the founder of Riverdance. Yes, yes. Just uh, down, in, down in his beautiful estate called Castle Hyde. Fantastic. And then place. we we went back up to well, we were a whole group, and we went back up to Dublin to go to the Aviva Stadium for the Six Nations showdown between Ireland and England. And as you know now. Ireland was, was no successful contest, was it? Was it in winning the, the, no the, the Grand Slam. And it was <laughs> fantastic to, to be there and to share that with everybody. It's a wonderful connection, and I feel that very very strongly, and, I, and I've tried to you know, keep that connection alive over the years. I think you actually could qualify for an Irish passport on the history. <laughs> so I'm sure you don't need me to negotiate something <laughs> like that for you. I, I'm not sure you probably need a passport to travel. but uh, <laughs> I do. I, you I do, do indeed. Oh, no, I, no. I can't imagine you at passport control <laughs> getting a stamp as you're, as you're traveling. But, um, you know, I have to, as a, a proud Scot, uh, any, any sort of draw to Scotland at all? That <laughs> well, there is, actually, uh, because the first wife of Prince Albert I, uh, Lady Mary Douglas Hamilton, the Hamiltons uh, that have a beautiful castle in on the Isle of Arran, which is now a museum uh, belonging to Scottish heritage. But uh, so so th- there is a little, a wee bit 
of Scottish in me as well. <laughs> well, and we, we're also so uh, don't fight, guys. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> what we do on the, you don't have to put that sort of amongst. We fight all the time. We we, we do. I I feel it's an it's an unusual one with Eddie because again, for anyone who's who's listening for the first time, Eddie Jordan is uh, a mature gentleman. Um, you're I, I'm, is it fair that I say you're halfway through your seventies, or would you like no, me no, to no, embellish? You, you are ageist, aren't you? I'm you not, just you do this all the time to you, me. Eddie, you're just trying to put anyone off who might be attracted to me in any particular <laughs> way. I'm sure you're trying to tell to me that somebody. I'm 75. I feel good about being you, 75. You, you are in incredible shape. You actually, so yes. there, there is a, an event which supports uh, the Princess Charlene Foundation, yep. which is called mm -hmm. the uh, Cock Ride, which yep. goes from Saint-Tropez mm -hmm. to, to Monaco. Mm -hmm. Yourself have taken part mm -hmm. many, many times. Mm -hmm. Eddie is one of the senior uh, members of, of that ride, but he's yep. one of the first to get back to Monaco. He's in great shape. Well, I actually Absolutely. talk about cock because the mm -hmm. cock ride, mm -hmm. only recently, and we have to be thankful to the cock ride because it was there that I thought about the idea of the podcast. I actually really? confronted you. I said to you, come and have yes, a pint you, inside. Exactly. And we yeah. had a pint and I talked to you about, I thought it might be a nice idea if we mm -hmm. could have a friendly chat. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is why we're here. I think so. Well done. And he also made a promise that next year's 10th anniversary and we're going yes. to have absolutely, we're going to kill it. And he promised to get back in the Lycra again. Yeah. Is this true? Back in the saddle. Not, uh, fantastic. The full rights. Maybe if we're lucky, DC will join us too but uh, well somebody needs to drive the support vehicle it's very important so well, I think <laughs> I'll drive the vehicle for our sure. listeners it's important what cock means and it's C-O-C-C -C. Yes. it's called Champagne Oyster, Oyster Cycling, Cycling Club, Club. Yes. and it was originated by Monsignor here himself because we used to have in, in Plus Down we used to have pints Oysters yes. and champagne. What at, an amazing Sunday At the Sunday end of our was. little run, uh, of our little... Little, very little run. <laughs> <laughs> David, are you going to ask me to start telling little stories? <laughs> well, I'd, I'd actually, I was fearing this part. Oh. So if you bear with us, uh, sir, that because as you know, Eddie's uh, stories sometimes uh, sometimes are true, um, but I, but mostly Very they're just seldom. made up. So he's going to tell us a, a little uh, a little tale here, I guess, and, okay. and, and you can validate whether it's true or not. I think I will. you want to explain to how much in a percentage terms of this is true. So I, I'm, I'm going back now some years. So um, I decided uh, with Marie, my wife, that we would go and circumnavigate the world, and we did so, and... Uh, Happy and sad, because when we came into Cape Town, we just learned um, of the death of uh, the great man, Nelson Mandela. Mm -hmm. As it was, I snuck out for a few little quiet drinks, and I wound up in this uh, uh, house, and there was a bit of a party going on, and there was a lot of people there, and the first person I met was Tomo. And Tomo said, that, well, the boss is upstairs, if you want to say hello to him. Uh, the boss being none other than his serene highness here in front of me, uh, because that's what he's affectionately known as, I think. Is that fair to say that you are the boss? That's the you are the boss. Fair so, to say. Yeah. I'm not being disrespectful by calling I, you the boss, I, am I? No, no, I, I didn't instigate that title. <laughs> no, I'm sure you didn't. But anyway, <laughs> we affectionately call you the boss. But anyway, we, um, to roll this on, I went in upstairs and I said to him, look... Um, Monsignor, I, uh, I've been asked by the art club to place a wreath uh, 
uh, on the waypoint between Robben Island and the Yacht Club in the boat in tomorrow morning. And uh, I'd be deeply honoured if you would come because it was a great moment because the first time I met Mandela was exactly here at the Laureus Awards in, in Monaco when he addressed it. And it was he when he made that unbelievable statement, sport has the ability to change the world. That was spoken here for the very first time. It's the power to change the world. The power, sorry, sorry. you're even more correct. Yeah, that's all... I embellished Thank you, sir. Well, we did ask that you would keep him on track. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying I'm to honest. Anyway, stick to my we duty went there. on the boat. There's a funny story in, uh, towards the end. You because, tell the story. We'll decide um, if it's so funny. So we had um, uh, Roger Taylor from Queen, Mike Rutherford from Genesis. We had Tomo. We had you. We had Princess Charlene. And we had a, a very nice day where a guy called Ian Banner uh, recited a poem about Mandela, which was very moving. But this girl, who was one of the crew, uh, took a photograph, and she wanted to photograph myself uh, and, and the prince, and so she obviously sent it on somewhere, and then the photograph came back, and it was a, a very, very, very old, one of the first photographs, and it was of her mother, or her great-granny, and the prince's grandmother. Is that what it was? Yes, yes, yes exactly. And she said, you're not going to believe this, but they're sisters. And they were sisters. So it's not remarkable. And you invited them here to Monaco as yeah. a result. So yeah, we yeah. met on that boat for the first time. So that was the first part of the story, which I like. Mm -hmm. The second one also has to do with boats. But on the 14th of March, 1958, was the birthday of your good self, Monsignor. Mm -hmm. And uh, it so coincides with exactly the same date as my wife. And we were having a St. Patrick's Day party here in the palace for uh, the pub, which we were very grateful that we were invited to. And we had a few little Christmas drink or pre-drinks um, on the 14th. And it was Marie, myself. We had Paul McGinley, the Ryder Cup captain. And then we had Brian O'Driscoll, who had just won yep. the Grand Slam. Mm -hmm. Harry was there. Tomo was there. And... If you can imagine, David, we were in the back of the boat, and it was March, so we had the curtains pulled because it was <laughs> not quite uh, like summertime. So, the, the, do you remember this? Oh, yeah, 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 I do. <laughs> so, the window opens, and in comes this hand, and we're saying, what's going on here? This hand came in with a present, but we didn't see who was the person behind it. So, no security, no people introducing him, but really? in walked none other than himself, the prince. And um, that was such a great moment. Yeah. And you were followed in very very soon after that by Bono, uh, yeah. Larry, and Edge, yeah. because they were they were here rehearsing for their world tour. And, um, They're from U2, by the way, for any <laughs> listeners who don't know. You, we've got to remem remind our audience who ah, you're talking about here, so I know I'm old, but listen, these are people U2, that a very popular band. And yeah. the only one person was Adam, who he himself yeah. was in, in SAS. Adam the bass player of yep. U2, and he was in the SAS because it's also his birthday. And uh, right. oh we gosh. all cruised down there. I'm not sure how great shape we were in after that. <laughs> but that was such a momentous thing. And that gives people who are listening that you were in so in touch with reality, with the mm -hmm. people, and, mm -hmm. and you're, you're, you know, the people that 
are here mm -hmm. and I just want you to say first of all is that remotely true and the other thing is um, the ability that you have to integrate with people and to be a friend of theirs and to mm -hmm. go to all of the functions that you do mm -hmm. go I personally don't know where you get the time from and <laughs> I, I can promise you we applaud you for that well I thank you and yes it is true uh, and but I was very happy to do that it was uh, it was complicated because I was, it was kind of between events f for me, but uh, I wanted absolutely to uh, celebrate a fellow uh, Pisces and uh, and uh, your beautiful wife, who's who's much nicer than you are. Well, uh, everyone uh, says that, and I'm, I'm just trying to believe it, it, it may be true. Hey, I, I've got an idea. I've got an idea. If this is okay, we're in Monaco. There, there is this amazing sporting event called the Grand Prix. Is there really? There is oh, indeed, my. and I think it was, if I'm not wrong. One of, I think it was only behind the uh, 100 meter final and the World Cup final mm -hmm. as the most viewed sports event globally. Yeah. You must be incredibly proud. You've been born into the principality. Mm -hmm. You have been a sports man. You have uh, resided uh, and viewed this Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. It means a lot to the principality. Oh, it does. It's, it's our, you know, our premium event. You cannot imagine the number of people around the world where when I travel, uh, how many people talk to me about the Grand Prix. And that's, for a lot of people, that's the one time of the year where, where they do get to see views of Monaco and, and, and where they do, you know, get some feeling of, of what not only F1 is is all about and, and part of the history of F1 is really anchored here in Monaco because of the Grand Prix and the rally, of course. But And it has such an impact on people. It's amazing. I was once in going... This was in 2009 when, when I did a tour of Antarctica, and I was I went to a, one of the research stations there, and it was a Korean station. The two things that they told me that they knew about Monaco was first the Grand Prix, and second the, the football team because at that time we we had a Korean player on our on our team, and so <laughs> and so it, so it was amazing that they really followed that. Uh, Follow football, of course, but but they followed the Grand Prix even uh, in a remote station in Antarctica. <laughs> Why do you think, for such a small place, it has become the Grand Prix that every driver wants to win, every team principal wants to join the the gala dinner? It's one of the only races where there is a gala reception after the race, which. Uh, I was lucky enough to 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 go there when your late father was still alive and and be hosted when I won the Grand Prix the first time. Is is it that royal connection that makes this such a popular Grand Prix, or do you think it's the craziness of the challenge because the streets are pretty mm -hmm. tight? Yeah, well, I think it's a combination of, of things. And correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, but uh, yes, it is the the difficulty of the track, and, and and it is challenging, and and it's unforgiving if you make a mistake, and it's unlike any other track that you need a different setup for the for the car, and and but it's the whole atmosphere. I think it's uh, the fact, of course, that it's the well now there are more city races than there used to be, but but it was kind of the the first one of its kind, along with. France that was Dijon or, or, or but not on the necessarily on the F1 circuit and so it, it, it's that the challenge but also the yes of course the the, the atmosphere the glamour uh, the fact that you know uh, most of the and, and again please correct me if I'm wrong but that's where most of the uh, sponsors entertain their their uh, 
sure. their, their clients and, and there's that whole connection of, uh, and then of course my family's involvement with, with the event and, and with everything that goes on around the event uh, that makes it, I think, a unique experience for everybody. I just uh, enlarge on that because not alone, Dave is talking about the celebration at the end of the Grand Prix, but you know, you invite those sponsors and the participants and all of the drivers to the palace here um, to enjoy the pre-race uh, festivities mm. and you are there, Princess Charlene is here, uh, and you have music and all sorts of things. What did you set out because... Many years ago, people thought about Monaco in a certain way, mainly on the financial side. Whereas now, um, you know, you have all the top tennis players, you've got all the top Grand Prix players, you've got a multitude of sports people. And this, for me, you know, the world sporting capital in my, you know, they, when we go to Melbourne, they always like to think that they are. But actually, they're not even close to what you've got here. So do you consider yourself as being, you know, the venue or the residence or the home of world sports people? You know, it wasn't necessarily consciously, but... Uh, it happened. But it did happen over the years. Of course, it started... Uh, with a lot of Grand Prix drivers, then tennis players, then uh, uh, cyclists, uh, motorcycle riders. So athletes, of course, uh, came here, uh, and all all these people came here for certain benefits, of course, but also because they know that you know, the weather's pretty nice year-round and that there are great training facilities and and, and, and the great opportunities to to, uh, for them to have a, a, a nice quality of life and, and, and a good family life as well. Well, that leads me very conveniently to uh, a man that had the vision to not mm. come here once he'd established his career. He came here when he was born, Charles Leclerc. Yes, absolutely. Monogast driver, yeah. racing for one of the most iconic brands mm-hmm. in motor racing, mm-hmm. Ferrari, yeah. is very much part of the normal society here. His mother used to cut my hair. and uh, <laughs> Not not very well. No, I, no, no. No, 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 a long time <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, a long time ago. I, I, it doesn't grow anymore. But okay, I'm sorry. How, how proud are you of, of knowing that one of your own, and, and Monaco is, uh, there's more than 30,000 people live here, but there's about 9,400 when I checked, actual Monegasque yeah. uh, citizens, mm-hmm. and he's one of them. No, it's a tremendous pride and joy for for us. I mean, he's I've I've been following him since since he was fourteen, since he won his first titles in in, in go kart racing, and and he you know went through the ranks in the Ferrari Academy, and he's incredibly talented. He's a wonderful young man, uh, great values, great personality. He's really uh, doesn't shy away from conversations is is and he is a, every time i listen to him in, in a post race interview i mean he's he's very objective very critical about his performance uh i think more so than than most drivers he's had some great successes of course he's had some tough times as well but we really hope and we were hoping that uh, that one day he will not only win here in monaco but uh, that he will win the the big title but uh you know, patience is also a great quality to have, even if you're driving uh, extremely fast around uh, tight corners. But uh, I'm sure his time will come. And, I hope uh, so. I do. If he has the right car, of course, and if he has the right team around him. But uh, 
that leads very conveniently into another question about mm-hmm. the, the Grand Prix. There was a bit of a delay in the announcement of the extension of the contract, and mm-hmm. we were all getting a bit nervous that could we imagine Formula One not being here in the Principality? That's all been sorted out and agreed, and we're safe and secure for the future. That's all been sorted out. Uh, we're in a, well, in theoretically a five-year contract, but th- there'll be a, an assessment after three years. There were some points that, that needed to be clarified. They, they were clarified. It, it took a little longer than it than was anticipated, but we're, I think we're in a very good place, a very good dynamic, and, and a very good working relationship with uh, Liberty Media and, and, and the F1 people. And it has to be that way because, of course, we have no intention of, <laughs> of not being on the F1 circuit. I'm enjoying a very good relationship with, uh, with everybody, with Stefano Domenicali and everybody else in those uh, negotiations, but also in, in, the, in the F1 world. I have to ask you, because I, I spent nearly all my time in Formula One uh, under the stewardship and the leadership of one Mr. Bernard Eccleston. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm just trying to figure out, do, do you have as good a relationship that, that we all thought that you did have? Bernie mm-hmm. and you were okay? Yes, absolutely. Uh, he was, uh, you know, he's a man with an incredible personality. And, and absolutely. I, I still run into him uh, occasionally. But um, And he was, you know, he, he could be very demanding and very very tough sometimes but but i think we had a a very good understanding and 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 a very good relationship well sir i think uh, at that point it's uh, the moment for eddie and i to thank you sincerely for your time it's been fantastic somewhere well no it just i i I could see security looking at me so i thought we'd overstayed a welcome at the palace but it's been absolutely fantastic to uh, be hosted here um we are uh, uh proud citizens of the principality here sure. um, and uh, we, th- we thank you for your time and we wish you continued health and happiness in well, your future thank you very much and all, all my best to both of you but we'll so just before soon. we leave because <laughs> there's always a little addition he always I'm does here. one more no it's not a question uh, you did say that most of this most not all but most of my stories were pretty true most of them were pretty accurate, of course. Uh, there's there you the, go, David. I told you they're not all made up. I'll never hear the end of that. Now. So at this point, I think we have to say one more time. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time. And okay. normally I would remain seated because I'm with Eddie, but in your honour, I stand and thank you, sir. <laughs> oh, I, do I do the same? Thank you. I don't know the protocols. Thank you very much. Great honour. Thank you. Well, EJ... I've got to applaud you. You were incredibly well behaved. I think that went really well. I didn't swear. I didn't say any bad words. And do you know what was a big surprise? Everything I said was truthful. Now that's a first. (laughs) I know. I know. He absolutely validated everything you said. So I think you were just... I bribed him. Don't you worry. Oh, did you? Oh, well, you bribed him well. So, um, well, look, what's your your plans for the rest of the week here in Monaco? Uh, It's a busy one, isn't it? You're such a famous person in these parts you've probably gone to as many appearances as the prince we're very lucky i think today's i have 11 and i've just had another phone call and a commitment to say so that's 12 appearances between now and monday i mean it's fantastic guests and sponsors they just want people on the boat for 10 15 minutes telling them how you think the race will unfold who's going to do what why is fernando and alonso going to do this or why is perez going to take the race uh, from verstappen or whatever it's going to be david 
it, you must have exactly the same situation. The place is absolutely buzzing, particularly after COVID. It's like as if there's been a cloud lifted from everyone's head. Uh, and we're into a new era of racing. Um, racing for the foreseeable future is, is safe, as we've heard from the Prince. And um, I, I'm so excited because Formula One without Monaco would be a real, real problem. And I think it would be similar to Ferrari not being in Formula One. The two of them are aligned to each other. I think you couldn't have one without the other. Yeah, I agree. Well, I'm uh, pretty impressed you're doing, what do you say, 11 or 12 or 13? I can't remember how many you said now appearances over the weekend. But in fairness, when it comes to telling a story and uh, applying a little bit of BS topspin, you're a visionary, so I'd pay good money to see that. I should have been a great that. tennis player because topspin is my story. <laughs> right. Well, look, I think it's time we should wrap it up for this week. Remember to follow the podcast at F1 for Success on social media and keep sending in your questions using FFS at whisper.tv. Cheerio, EJ. See you on the other side. Oh, I'll miss you. My God, where are you going from here? Well, I, I thankfully live on the other side of town from you, so technically as far away from you as I can get... 